Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the New York Mets News Podcast, where we will be talking about anything Mets-related, whether it's reviewing the games, in-game highlights, free agent news, trade rumors, or anything. So today's episode will be focusing on what the New York Mets did in the winter meetings, and I will also be giving my opinion on what the other teams have done, whether around us, like the Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, or our crosstown rivals, the New York Yankees. So to be short and sweet, what the New York Mets did, basically, was they went bargain shopping. They went to the bottom of the barrel and signed two guys, both with high upside. I'm not saying that. they Very high upside. The first guy I signed, which I thought was a shocker, was uh, St. Louis, former St. Louis Cardinals ace, Michael Walker. Big pitching prospect from a few years ago. Before he got hurt in 2017, he was turning into a very nice pitcher. He was an all-star in 2013 and 2014. Uh, the Mets got him for $3 million, but he can make up to $10 million with the if he reaches all the incentives. Now, what I think about this signing is basically it has a lot of upside. It's $3 million, so if it doesn't work out and you DFA him, you're really not losing a lot of money. And I want him to reach his incentives because that means the Mets are doing well. Do I love Do I love the signing? Yeah, it's okay, but, you know, would I have rather gotten Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, of course, but the Mets, until Steve Cohen takes over ownership, will not do that. Um, Michael Wonka has really just not had a – his last two years have been awful. He's been hurt, and, you know, when he's on the field, his home runs are up, his strikeouts are down, and um, his walks are up, and his hits, hard hits are given up too. So, but this signing does have a lot of upside. If, we, if he could stay healthy, I think he could be a good fourth, maybe fifth starter. Or he could help on the bullpen, be a long relief guy. Because I, I, I do not like Robert Gazelman. This could be a replacement for Robert Gazelman. And personally, I think it could work out for the Mets. And I like people that are in contract years. I think they want to play harder because they want to get the money. And what MLB teams have basically proven in the past few off seasons is, hey, if it's available, pitching's available, they're going to try to go sign it. At least this offseason they've proved it because look at what happened to the Nationals. They didn't win because of their offense. Granted, their offense was very good, but they won because of their pitching. Matt Scherzer taking the ball in game five, game seven and just pitching the Washington Nationals to a World Series win. Patrick Corbin coming out of the bullpen and Steven Strasburg the night before making sure the Nationals got to within that first World Series. And the Mets and Nationals from last year weren't that far apart. The only thing that kept the Mets from getting into the playoffs was because of the bullpen, which I I hope Brody wasn't giving away his cards. I hope that he signs a bullpen arm, but from all his press conferences, it doesn't sound like he's going to sign any bullpen arm anytime soon. But we'll, we'll see. We hope for the best. The next move the New York Mets did was signing Rick Porcella. I, I, I mean, it's okay. I don't love the move personally. Um, if you look, if you ask me, I think this is another bargain move. Ten million dollars. I think you could have gotten him for cheaper. I know everyone was saying, "Oh, Rick Porcello is going to sign a four to five year deal," but he, he's not. I mean, he had the highest ERA in the major leagues last year, and that was on the Red Sox team, which was 
wasn't great, but it wasn't good. But World Series year, he wasn't very good. So, um, again, I hope it works out. I hope that he can stay in the rotation. But, again, I hope this is a death pitching role. If you're asking me who I'd rather have in the rotation, even though Rick Porcel run the Cy Young in, 20, in 2016, I think. Yeah, it was 2016. Even though he won the Cy Young, I just, ever since then, he's been awful. And I think $10 million was just overpaying for him. But I hope it works out. I mean, you don't know. It could be the same as the Michael Walker. I like it's a one-year deal. I think players play for the big money and show up. And again, $10 million for one year isn't a lot. And if, if, if anything comes to it, him and Michael Walker that could do um, – Michael Walker could be the opening opener, or Rick Porcello could be the opener. And if they could eat up seven innings somehow every fifth day, I'm not asking him to go throw like Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard, which, again, Noah Syndergaard, when I get into a, what the Mets need to do in the regular season when their full team is established, Noah Syndergaard needs to be a, step it up, or we're not going to go anywhere, just like Edwin Diaz has to step it up. But um, if they could eat up innings, give up three runs a game, I... I think it work, could work out good. We'll see, though. I'm not a, I'm not as enthused. If you're asking me which signing I like better, I like the Michael Walker signing better. It was cheaper, and I think he has the better upside because I think that Rick Porcello has thrown a, a lot more innings, and he's 31 years old. So, again, I hope for the best. I'm going to be rooting for the guy, but... Didn't really excite me. I, if you're telling me that that's the last move the New York Mets make in the offseason, which I don't think it will be their last move, just due to the fact today that the Mets and Yoana Cespedes negotiated the deal to take away some of his salary due to the ranch accident from the, I think it was spring of 2019 when that happened and he didn't get to play and that would, could have been a violation of his contract. So I think the Mets are going to be saving about $10 million. But what the Wolfpons need to do with that money is they need to reinvest into the team. Now, will the Wolfpons reinvest into the team? Who knows? Uh, we all know they're, that they're selling the team. And Steve Cohen's money can't come fast enough, in my opinion. I cannot wait till Steve Cohen Cohen's money starts uh, really funneling in and we can go after guys like Mookie Betts. Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, guys like that in the upper tier. Moving on to the NL East, there was some news. First, starting off with our, I guess the world champion, Washington Nationals, excuse me. They re-signed Steven Strasburg to a seven-year deal worth $245 million. Now, I think... They overpaid him. I think if it was between Rendon and Strasburg, you had to pick Rendon. I'm happy to see Rendon go. He went to the Anaheim Angels basically for the same deal. Maybe it was a nine-year deal for Anthony Rendon. Good, I can root for Anthony Rendon. He's not in my division anymore. So as a Mets fan, I'm happy that he's gone. Get him out of here. I mean, he's such a great player. A guy which the Mets had the money to go after, but they don't have the money yet until Steve Cohen starts funneling in that in the next offseason. Um, Steven Strasburg, I think he was overpaid. I think he's going to get hurt. 
he's never really stayed healthy. He did have a great postseason. I think he was the World Series MVP, if I'm not mistaken. And again, it should work out. I it shouldn't. If you're a Nationals fan, I hope it. I you better hope it works out that Rendon has a bad year, has a couple bad years, but I don't think he will. And you better hope Strasburg can stay healthy. I think he's 31, 32 years old. I just, if you're going to tell me you had to pick between Anthony Rendon or Steven Strasburg, the Nationals pitching staff's already good. They have Patrick Corbin, Scherzer. And by the way, folks, Steven Strasburg is not going to turn in the Matt Scherzer. I, I, he's not, it's, just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Believe me. It's not, it's not. He's, he's, Steven Strasburg's already got hurt more than Matt Scherzer is. And his arm is one bad injury away from never coming back. But, uh, yeah, I don't – again, all the teams in our division have spent money. You look at the Braves, not the Marlins. The Marlins are doing their own thing. The Phillies have spent money, whether it's bringing in Joe Girardi, Zach Wheeler, who they overpaid for, or Didi Gregorius, and the Nationals have spent money by bringing back Steven Strasburg. But the Nationals' big problem is, again, they need to get bullpen help. The Phillies need bullpen help, too, but they're all good They're all good in that perspective. I mean, the Phillies' lineup is very deep, very long. Nationals' lineup, I mean, they're losing Rendon. I don't, I don't know how good they're going to be, but th- there are rumors that they're going to go after Josh Donaldson. And the Braves, they, their lineup's been good for a long time. They've already addressed the bullpen. I don't think they're done. They've also brought in Cole Hamels on a one-year, $18 million deal just before the winter meetings. And, again, all the teams around us are getting better, and the Mets are going bargain bin shopping at the dollar store again, hoping that these signings pan out. And Steve Cohen's money can't come fast enough. I'm gonna probably, I probably said that a thousand times this episode, but Steve Cohen's money, the baseball gods, please send them that money over now. I want Josh Donaldson, but we're not going to get him. But, God, we're going to – this is going to be a long season if the Mets don't go out and sign Dylan Patances. I don't want them to trade for Starling Marte. I don't like it. I think he's overrated and old. In fact, his numbers have shown it. He's not going to win the Gold Glove in New York. This is basically a Jason Bay 2.0 story. I could see it. And Brandon Nimmo – with the Mets luck, is going to go sprout into being an MVP candidate. Not an MVP, but an all-star. I think all, I think Brandon Nimmo is very close to doing that. I think if you if you ask me, he's better than uh, Michael Conforto. But the Mets, they don't look like they're going after Starling Marte. There are rumors that the Mets could could be going after Dylan Patances. But again, that's unlikely too. But uh, it could happen. I'm hoping, you know, they, I'm hope they should reinvest that Cespedes money into the bullpen. And they, I, I will say this too: they cannot, they can trade Jed Lowry, but do not give up a Dom Smith or a JD Davis in that deal. You cannot do that. That is making your team worse because injuries are going to happen in the outfield, especially. We saw last year, Michael Conforto got hurt because he ran into Robinson Cano because Robinson Cano didn't know what he was doing. And he was out for two weeks with a concussion. So you, that's just an example number one. 
you need to save those pieces or put them into deals to get bullpen arms or something. You, you don't want to tear down this young core, which they all get along together, that young core too. So in my opinion, you don't want to do that, but we'll see what the Mets do. The offseason's still young. We'll see what they do. And finally today, we, we, we will be addressing the big fish, Garrett Cole. Right before we get to Garrett Cole, I want to also talk about Anthony Rendon. I, I probably mentioned him earlier in this podcast. I did. He got nine years, $245 million. Happy to see that. Happy to see him out of the NLEs. Happy to see him out of that Nationals lineup. And the Nationals just got a little worse. But on to Garrett Cole. Biggest contract for a pitcher in Major League Baseball history. The evil empire is back. And uh, I'm not happy about it. And I'm, listen, I'm not going to bash the Yankees. I'm not going to make fun of them. They need to do this move. Their pitching was atrocious in the playoffs. They needed to do this. They couldn't beat the Astros. But they are the queer favorite in the AL to represent them for the World Series, the AL for the World Series. And uh, there's no debate. They also re-signed Brett Gardner, but one year, $12.5 million. That's not a big deal. I think there's a club option for 2021, but that's not a big deal. On to Garrett Cole, he should have won the Cy Young, in my opinion. Um, I understand Justin Verlander threw a no-hitter, but you're telling me that Garrett Cole wasn't the better pitcher. Uh, my opinion in Game 7, if they would have brought in Garrett Cole after taking out Zach Greinke, it would have helped the Astros' chances. I'm not saying the Astros would have won the game, but, you know, maybe it would have kept the game tied. Just saying. You know, he wanted to pitch. He was upset he didn't pitch. He said to the media, I don't work for this organization anymore. So he, I knew he wasn't going to go back to Houston. Wasn't a shocker. I mean, the LA Angels offer, from what I've been reading, didn't even come close to what Garrett Cole got offered from the Yankees. Great signing for the Yankees. I think they're going to move Jay Happ to a team that's they're trying to dump his salary. But look at the Yankees' rotation, in my opinion, still needs work. I don't think you can trust Luis Severino. I don't think you can trust him at all, to be honest. I also don't think you can trust... You can trust Monsieur to knock on the playoffs, but that arm is one injury away from getting hurt. But the Yankees got a lot better today. The Astros got worse with their lineup and their bullpen. You don't know. They could be signed Dylan Patances, but that lineup and that bullpen, the evil empire is back. That's really all I have to say.